to the Waking Up From Work podcast. My name is Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, and welcome back. You're listening to the Waking Up From Work podcast. This is your host, Dave Swillam. And today is going to be episode 37 of the podcast. We're closing in on about two years of the podcast being out. So thank you guys so much for everyone that has taken some time to consume this. It's been a really great thing for me as a person. And it's been amazing meeting some people that I might not have through this. and. I really appreciate everyone who's tuned in and checking this out on a regular basis or even just for a little bit. So thank you guys. For anyone that wants to support the podcast, there are a couple ways that you can do that. The free option would be to leave a rating in review because that does help us get found. If you are finding value in what's happening here, it will just help the algorithms in Apple and Spotify and everything if you leave a rating and review because it's looking for those things to see who is the most engaged with their podcast and what podcast should be paid attention to. So that is a free option. If you do that, it means a lot to me and it helps me out. If you want to monetarily put in to make it easier for me to make more content and benefit you, there's some things that I have on Patreon right now. If you go to Patreon and look up Waking Up From Work podcast, there's a option that's pretty cheap to just get your business or your band or whatever it is that you want in front of a bunch of creatives shouted out at the beginning of the episode when most people are tuned in like yourself. There is another tier that is getting content catered towards what it is that you want to do. So maybe there's something that you're specifically trying to go after. You want more information or there's a professional you really would love to hear a conversation with that I haven't tapped into yet. You can get content catered specifically towards what you're trying to do. And the last option is if you feel like you could benefit from either talking audio, talking business, or just talking life with me, there's a higher tiered option that gets you an hour. I think it's an hour a month. And we do a powwow. If you're at local, I'd be super down to grab a coffee or lunch with you or something like that and talk through some things. Sometimes an outside opinion can just help out to clarify what it is that you're having issues with. So any of those will help me out and hopefully would help you guys out and add value to what you're trying to do. If you're a musician and you want to learn deeper dive tips and concepts on some of the things that I touch in on this podcast, head on over to crawlspaceaudio.com. I'm putting out videos and blog content there to help local and indie musicians navigate through the industry and recording themselves. Or if you're really interested in some of the business and mindset stuff here, we still have a YouTube channel as well, Waking Up From Work podcast. So there's a bunch of different ways to support, a bunch of different ways to consume. I don't want to stall out on this episode anymore. Today is going to be a pretty quick one. It's going to be pretty light. And I really wanted to use this episode to set people up for the new year who need it. So this episode is not for people that are extremely clear on what they want to get done, 
extremely clear on how they make decisions every day in order to pursue their creative career, this isn't an episode for you. You keep doing you. This one I kind of made as I catered it towards talking to Dave five years ago. So this is an episode that's catered towards people that know and are passionate and have taken steps to definitively state that they're going to go after a creative or alternative career, but maybe they haven't taken big actions or they haven't made moves to really get things done towards it, or maybe they have a hard time making decisions and the right decisions to clarify what it is that they're trying to get done. So what I notice about myself is I'm really ambitious and I have a lot of energy and a lot of drive, and that's always helped me be successful in a lot of aspects. What that's good for is getting things done. What it's not always good for is saying yes and saying no to the right things and dedicating the right amount of time allotted to exactly what you want to get done. So I think that you know, looking at myself and then looking at the way that I'm thinking right now and and prepping up my goals for the next year, I kind of had a couple things in my process that could be helpful for you if you're having a hard time cutting out some of the things that aren't moving you towards your goal. So I want to cover a principle here. And and for those of you that don't know the story and, and haven't been following the podcast, you know, Uh, This year has been kind of a crazy year for me with ups and downs where my wife got into vet school. You know, we had a a, a basic plan at the time of, of how I was going to open up my recording studio business here in New Hampshire at that time. And because of that, we had to change our plans up a lot and that's cool and everything's been working out right. But we sold our house. We bought another property down in Tennessee and renovated it for her to live in with some tenants to help with our overhead. And I'm living with some friends here in New Hampshire for some really cheap rent that is helping me make more moves and be less afraid of taking risks. So there's been a lot of good things that have happened inside there. There's been issues with my day job that have really hurt my income in ways that have stalled me out and in a lot of ways. There's also been, you know, some issues with just everything, really. I mean, that a lot of that just put mental strain on me and slowed me down. It, it hasn't been an easy year for me, but all of those things really, really put in perspective what I want to get done and have made it impossible for me to say yes to things that don't make sense. And so I wanted to talk about kind of the mindset that I formed and what I think is going to help me and hopefully help you really, really get clear on what it is that you want to say yes and no to and how you want to be setting these goals for the next year. So I'm not a pro on goal setting like, you know, and when we talked to Pete Marston and he had this book of goals like charted out like unbelievable. I'm not quite at that point. But I've gotten more particular about what it is that I'm trying to do and not setting goals that are useless to me or they're not going to be something that really directly drives an action. 
So I want you to think of this right now. If you're trying to do something long-term and you're also doing all these other things that life throws at you every single day, you know, every day you wake up and there's fire drills for your day job. There's fire drills for your home life. There's just stuff going on all the time, right? If you weren't reliant on any financial structure, say there was no normal society or anything, you live on a desert island, right? You get sent to this island. Financially, you don't, there's no economic system that, that makes you make decisions or not for your housing. There's nothing that, you know, health or all these other things that come up that's in your way of choosing what it is that you do every single day. I want to know what is it that you would do to spend your time with if you magically had the resources that you needed, right? So a lot of people might take that and right away be like, well, I'm on an island and if I have no, if I have unlimited resources or finances or whatever, I'm going to just hang out by the beach and have drinks. Well, I really believe that in human nature, you will get bored of that. I, I think that that's an amazing thing, but I honestly think that you'll get bored of it because I think that people inherently have to do something that means something to themselves. And that is why I created this podcast. And I also believe it's a huge piece coming out for psychological issues in our generation because of debt versus what they want to be able to do and the issues they're facing in that. So I really want you to think, if you're on an island, who are the people that need to be there 100%? And what are the things that you want to do 100% no matter what? You have to be able to do these things and be with these people. And that's not to say that I really truly enjoy people. So I'm friends and I like hanging out and meeting people every week. I love networking. I love meeting people. I love getting out and talking with people. But at the end of the day, I need my wife. I need my family and I need my close friends on that island. It's non-negotiable for me to be happy for the rest of my life. They have to be there. There's a million people out there that I would be upset not to have there. And there's a million people that I enjoy and I would definitely get bored not having new people to meet and and talk about their journey but there are there is a group of people where if i don't pay attention to them and i don't support them and i'm not a part of their lives that's a problem for me right and i know that that sounds simple but i think that a lot of times we're not clear or we're not taking enough action on on really making sure that that's priority at least i i wasn't always and another thing is what would you do so now you don't have to work that day job that you don't like. What is it that you're doing? So for me, I need to be able to record and play music in some capacity. And I need to be with my wife and my family and my close friends. That's really about it. Because I like a lot of things. I like long distance running. I like hiking. I like camping. I like craft beer. I like, you know, I like all sorts of different things. I like a lot of my outside friend group people. I like to go out and hang out with people and go on vacations with people or road trips and go play shows. And there's a lot of things that I like to do. 
but there's only a few things that I have to do. And so that's what I want you to think about when you're making your goals for 2020. What do you have to do and what people do you have to do them with? Everything else needs to be second priority. Everything else needs to be secondary goals that you don't have to do, or they need to be goals that you're okay with failing. They also need to be in your actions, things that you're doing after. So we have this habit of whatever comes to us at the moment is something that immediately feels like it has to be done or prioritized first. So a big part of distraction nowadays, when you get a text, you feel like you have to answer it right when you get it, or when you get social media notifications that you have to answer those notifications, or when you get emails, you have to answer the emails. And when you get opportunities, you have to take the opportunity because all of those things feel urgent at the moment, but not all of them align with what it is that you're trying to do. So you can't give that attention and that dedication to all of those priorities that the world imposes on you if they're not in a line with that desert island people and fields that you're trying to do or activities. And so, you know, I think of myself and I like even this podcast, I love this podcast. But if someone was like, you have an option, podcast full time or recording and working musicians full time. I love you guys to death. I would bail on the podcast because at the end of the day, I've done this podcast to connect with a lot of great people and a lot of great musicians. But if it was a choice between the two, this, I don't love podcasting as much as I love music and audio, right? So me a few years ago, you know, I I like playing with my band and things like that. And I like podcasting and And I liked a lot of uh, activities and things like that. And I think that it slowed me down. And I want you to be able to make decisions easier than I used to. Whereas now I do say no to things. I only have a few goals for the year. I have a lot of smaller goals that just don't matter to me as much. Like this year in 2020, I want to run a full marathon because last year my goal was to run a half. I intend to do that. But if I get through 2020 and that doesn't happen, that's not the end of the world for me. But my big goal next year is to actually buy another property that generates income and start building a recording studio from the ground up or however it makes sense to do with zoning here in New Hampshire. And that's my big goal. And that aligns directly with my one main goal. I've done it in conjunction with my wife and my family and friends in a way that they all understand that that's what the goal is and are supportive of that fact. And that is the thing that I'm looking to do in 2020. Everything else is secondary to that, right? So just getting really clear on what it is that you're trying to do for your goals for 2020. You know, we talked about SMART goals before. If you don't know what that is, check it out. It's a way to create goals that are measurable and timely so that that way they're effective goals instead of just saying arbitrarily, you know, I want to do this. Like for me saying that I have a plan of how to actually implement that, that I I don't think would benefit you to share the whole plan right now. You know, if you want to know more about it, please feel free to hit me up at Dave Wake Up on Twitter or Instagram and we can talk about it. 
But mostly what I, I wanted for you guys is when you're making your goals, what, you know, just getting it down to simple things like that. So you're not making goals that don't benefit what you're trying to do here. And another thing I want to talk about is just know where you're at in life too. When you're setting these goals, like, are you on the offense or the defense? So I was on offense when I sold my house, I bought another property, I renovated it. I got another day job. I moved across a different portion of the state and everything was mixed up. So I was on the offense there because I'm just constantly implicating change, changing my comfort zone. I'm just constantly on the run. That was all offensive. On the back half of the year, I wasn't doing so great. Financially, I had issues. You know, mentally, I was not perfect because I was just worn on from all that stuff and all that change and trying to process it. So I was on defense. I've been on defense for the back half of this year where I'm not implementing big changes. I really hunkered down and, you know, I was networking more and there were good things that were happening, but I was on the defense on the back half of this year, which meant that I I wasn't in a position that I should be making big changes when you're financially at risk or health at risk. You know, know when you need to make changes in your life and when to implement some of these goals. Whereas there are things that are changing right now with my day job and my income. And there are things that are changing right now with being more comfortable with the changes that happened, processing through them and being able to function better with everything that's happened. And basically the dust has settled. So I'm ready again, hitting Q1 or the first three months of 2020 to immediately get back into being aggressive on the offense in life and make more change and more discomfort for myself again. I'm ready for that. And I really want you to just be acutely aware of where are you at in the process? You know, financially, are you, if you're living paycheck to paycheck, go check out my episode on specifically that, how to stop living paycheck to paycheck. But if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you can't do an investment usually that's a gigantic financial risk because you're just not in a position to be able to take that risk, right? So you need to do something to address what's holding you back and keeping you on the defense. If mentally you're having, you know, big issues or you're having issues with your relationship, it's really difficult to handle the constraints of a entrepreneur life or, you know, a risk filled life if you're not able to handle basic relationships or basic, you know, mental structure on a day-to-day basis. It's it's hard to put yourself in a position to deal with more shit when you're not ready for it. So And on the flip side, if you're coasting, like financially, you're fine, you know, everyone health wise, everything's good, and you're not making any actions to go towards your desert island goals, then you need to shake it up. Like something has to happen. You're in a position where there's nothing stopping you from being on the offense. So it doesn't make any sense unless you're really happy where you're at. And then maybe that is your desert island and you shouldn't be taking action because you're where you're at. But I don't think that that's most people, and if you're listening to this, it's probably not most people in that instance. So if you know, or you're not, you weren't aware because you've just been in it, you need to take a look around. And if financially you're good, health-wise you're good, you know, in every capacity you're good, but you're just not doing anything to stir anything up, 
then that's also a problem because you can't win by just being defense if you're scoring no points, right? We learned that from the Patriots season this year. (laughs) So you can't win just by having an amazing defense if you're never scoring points. Okay, so if you're really in a position where you're able to take action, you're taking zero action, then your goals need to be orientated towards taking some actions this year that are putting movement back into your life. It's it's always a a it's always ebbs and flows. It is always a balance, and it's difficult because it takes extreme self awareness to know what you're supposed to be doing at that point, and it's going to be different for every single person. So. Definitely, if you want to talk about that more, hit me up and, uh, you know, just let me know where you think you're at and why. And I would love to know how other people are thinking about it. But for me, I've worked really, really hard to attack my overhead. And that has made it so I've been able to take all of these risks this year because I don't have a lot to lose financially on a monthly basis. And it's been allowing me to take more financial actions as, as well as next year is the same way where my overhead is low and I'm going to be making more for my day job, which will just allow me to take more financial actions. Mentally, I'm in a better spot than I was. So it's allowing me to handle the stresses and constraints of the the discomfort of probably moving again, probably dealing with more, you know, operation on a day-to-day of dealing with contractors and and people in different states and business and taxes and all of this other stuff that gets created when you do that I'm able to handle that I think now where I I wasn't able to take on anymore at a certain point so you got to know yourself and the last thing I'm just going to take down for you and it kind of goes in line with all of this especially offense or defense is if you're making an income on your side hustle right now I encourage you to look at your cash flow on all aspects of your life right now. So take a look at where are you the strongest and where are you the weakest? And don't like definitely separate them in terms of having separate bank accounts, you know, taxes and and setting up, you know, I'm not going to go into all of that because I really encourage you to get a lawyer in your field or to get a CPA or things that are going to help you make the right decisions past my knowledge on it. Cause that's what I do and I need to do more of honestly, but I encourage you not to look at one aspect of your life. So I'm going to give you an example. I've done a lot to look at Megan I's personal finances on a monthly basis. We've been extremely aware of what we spend money on, what we're losing money on, what costs us too much and what needs to be reduced, how we can make more money personally. All of that has been something that we've been insanely aware on. I would say for Crawl Space Audio, I've been so focused on creating a portfolio and just being getting awareness to the brand that there's a lot of opportunity for me to do better systems than that and a lot of opportunity for me to know more how much of a margin I'm actually making per project because I've just been so focused on getting projects that pay me and that, you know, create amazing art and, and are a good client and and just make it so that basically people are are working with me all the time that I haven't really focused a lot 
because I was getting my income taken care of from a day job and these other assets that I haven't really focused a lot on how much I actually make per project with hours that I spend. So if you're making an income on your side hustle, but you're really trying to get that side hustle to the next level, I really encourage you to take a note of how many hours you spend versus the income that you get on it and factor in any type of you know, overhead you have for your facility, material costs, like anything that you have and try to figure out what are you actually making per project and what do you have to do this year to make it so it's better. So for me, I've been staying busy, which is awesome. I know that I could probably charge more, but I am still happy with just making it so that I'm constantly busy with projects and constantly working with more artists. However, there's a lot of systems I'm going to put in place to make me myself more efficient, more efficient in communication with people, more efficient in scheduling, more efficient with editing and things like that. I'm starting to build a team of people that can work with me and edit things quicker or get my sessions prepped for me quicker so that that way per project, I'm able to do more projects with less time that I've invested personally and get more income per hour than I was in the past because I would do everything myself to save money and I would never do things to save time, which I'm now at a point in my life where time is definitely more valuable than the money is because I don't have enough of me to get done everything that I need to get done for everything. And I'm trying to work back on that and try to figure out what I can do to make those more profitable so that that can get to the next level and get to where it needs to be at. And obviously part of that is if you're working 40 hours a week, that is 40 hours a week of time that you could be using for what it is that you're after. But at the same rate, you know, like I said, everyone's different. What do you need? What's your dose that you need to give? So for me, it makes total sense to have a day job and work after that and use that as a vehicle to get me to everything that I need to be at. And it's, it's serving me in that way. If it's not serving you in that way, then maybe it is time to get rid of that. But, you know, I just encourage you don't definitely segment things in the way that they legally have to, or the way that it makes sense for books or all these other ways, but don't segment the way that you look at total cash flow. Look, what is my entire being and self-worth doing on a monthly basis or yearly basis? And am I growing as a total or am I not? So is this side hustle making money or is it not? Is my personal, am I spending more money on X or not? Holistically look at what are the things and the people that matter to you above all else? What are the things that I need and what are the things that I like and want? And what are the people that I need and what are the people that I like and want to hang out with? And then when and what should I be doing in terms of knowing myself with self-awareness, knowing my family and the people that need to support me? Are we ready to take action or do we need to chill for a couple months? And chill, I just mean take care of what has to happen for you to be in a position where you can handle the things that you're creating. And then holistically, am I making or, or losing money on the macro? Okay. So that's what I want to give you guys. That's how I've been thinking about things. 
If those of you are getting ready for January, want to share with me some of your goals, I would really like to hear what you're working on next year and, and understand more about the community with different individuals with you're working on. So definitely hit me up at Dave Wake Up and let me know what your goals are. Let me know if you think of things differently. You know, there's different ways that people do stuff. I think even, you know, the way that Peter goal sets is usually too much for me, but maybe that could benefit me too to have more structure in the way that I measure them. So hit me up. Let me know what you're working on at Dave Wake Up, Twitter, Instagram, or Wake Up From Work podcast at gmail.com or anywhere else. You can see the show notes on this at wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. And uh, guys, you know, we're going to hang out with Ryan on Tuesday live, but you might be in work. I'm not sure. And that episode will come out the Monday right before Christmas. And um, I'm really excited for 2020, guys. I'm, I'm hoping that I have a place at some point in 2020 that we can actually start doing events in some capacity and start getting creatives together and forming even more, building even more, and uh, going after this shit. All right? Get some awesome goals that align exactly with what you want to get done, and let's get ready for 2020. Cheers. Cheers.